What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. And joining me on the line is Nick Marvin from Marvin HR. Good morning, Nick. Nice to talk to you today. Oh, very good morning to you, Mike. Apologies, it's over the phone today, but um, okay. looking forward to it all the same. Indeed. Now, today we're going to be chatting about um, the three sources of conflict. And when we talk about conflict, are you referring to conflict, what it looks like in the workplace predominantly? Well, we do most of our work in the workplace mm. uh, in terms of these matters. However, it applies anywhere, really, whether it's okay. in a team, whether it's at home, in a family, in any, in any context, it, it applies. Mm. And something that we find is a topic that comes up a lot lately is this concept of conflict and how do we overcome it, mm. uh, especially here in Australia where we don't really love embracing conflict as much as some other European countries. Is that right? So it's quite different overseas compared to here in Australia. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, you look at places like France and Italy, they, they tend to communicate or talk about things, maybe demonstrably in some places, but at least they <laughs> chat about things. Yes, and we and we tend to so we, we tend to want to shy away from it. We just want to get on get on with the job, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And, and typically, one of the big problems, of course, is communication. And, and so when we break down the, the three sources of conflict, we're really talking about three things. Uh, the first is context. Mm. Uh, the second is, is our weaknesses. And the third is our true north. And we can talk a bit more about all three, okay. as in how these three things affect conflict or dissonance in what we do. So when you say context, do you want to, I guess, looking at that first one, unpack that a little bit for us? Yeah, the, the concept of context is that fundamentally as human beings, we, uh, there is a dissonance between intent and action. And as we all know in our Christian faith, you know, the good, only the good Lord knows our intentions. Mm. But as human beings around us, all they see is our actions and not our intentions. And if you say, look at, you know, walking into the tea room at 95 and you see, you know, Larry's cup in the sink, uh, you, you tend to say, well, you know, Larry's left his cup in the sink again. And so it's very easy to get the context wrong. And that is maybe Larry had to jump in a car and go and take a client meeting or, or maybe there was some matter at home that he had to rush out of the office for and left his cup in the sink. But we just see the actions and go, are you kidding me, Larry? You've done it again, you know? And yeah. so... This concept of context is so critical mm. where we have an obligation to understand intent. Otherwise, we can, we can quite often end up, end, end up judging people on their behaviors where we don't have, as humans, we don't have the full perspective. So we can often then jump to conclusions and make assumptions and be all the way down this road by thinking we've now understood what their motives were, what their intent was. But it could be completely wrong. Absolutely. And, and we do that uh, very often in traffic. You know, yeah. we overtake someone or we go through something or you yell at yeah. a pedestrian crossing the road slowly. And in your mind, mm. we justify our bad behavior because we talk about our intent to ourselves. Yeah. You know, and, and then we do that with someone else who cuts us off and we don't give them that benefit of the doubt. To say maybe they're rushing to pick up a distressed child from school. Um, yeah. So the way around it is to be, you know, empathetic 
and inquisitive and mm-hmm. find out the motivations and the intent when someone in the workplace or someone at home behaves in a way that creates conflict. Very good. Nick, we'll take a break. We'll come back and chat about the next one. Uh, you are on 98.5, and I'm going to see if I can go find Larry and make sure he's put his uh, he's washed his cup. Has anyone? <laughs> hello? Has anyone seen Larry out there? Yep, Larry. track Larry down and make sure he puts his cup back. Back after this, Nick. On 98.5, this is Weekdays with Mike. Nick Marvin's on the line. We've been chatting about the three sources of conflict. And, uh, Nick, you wouldn't believe it. Not only did Larry leave his coffee cup in the sink dirty, but he's taken my favourite spot in the car park. I mean, he, he should know better than that. Oh, wow. Hey? Oh, wow. What was he thinking? Unbelievable. Hey? Oh, Larry, you've got to report him to HR. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm on to it after we finish. We're, we're up to number two with the three sources of conflict. Weaknesses. Tell us a bit more about this. Yeah, here, this is more than just context. This is where someone is expected to do something or we expect someone to do something and they have a genuine weakness. So you have three people in the sales team and uh, Harry who is on the sales team, is terrible at doing his admin and filling out his reports. Mm-hmm. And and here we have this interesting concept where there's no context issue. We know that Harry's got to do these reports, and he's just not filling them out. And the question we then have to ask ourselves is this. Is filling out reports the best use of Harry's time, mm-hmm. or is Harry a better salesman and therefore can be out selling instead of doing the admin? And so sometimes we can bid Harry up and say, look, everyone else is doing the reports, you're not. But we can move into the strengths and weaknesses paradigm and say, look, Harry, you're better off on the road speaking to clients. And Pete, who's on your team, will do the admin for you. And and so it's a matter of either compensating for the weakness or helping someone work through their weaknesses. Um, and, and again, when we have the spiritual dimension of conflict, Uh, be it a husband or a wife or someone on the team, um, where we need them to improve their weaknesses to an acceptable level. It's about walking through them with the journey and where it's not necessarily the best use of their time, we find someone else to help them. Mm. So so people's weaknesses can actually be uh, a positive because if you then start to focus more on their strengths, ideally you would get better productivity. Yes, and and what we don't do, again, is we don't sit down and explore the weaknesses. And and for that, we need trust and vulnerability, to be able to trust someone on the team and say, this is a genuine weakness, and I need your help getting better. Or this is a genuine weakness, and I would like you to help me by doing this part of my job. We Uh, we use this great example of, uh, you know, we had a player... Uh, when I was at the Wildcats by the name of Damien Martin, who was not a great prolific scorer, but a terrific player on defense. Mm. And and rather than trying to get him to score 30 or 40 points a game, the idea was you play to your strengths as a great defensive player, and we will bring in a Bryce Cotton to score. And the idea then is to, rather than have a weakness become a source of conflict, you use this weakness as a way to get the most out of people on your team. Mm. And and not only in sport, but good principles for workplaces as well, Nick. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things we need to know about weaknesses is that we're not perfect. The, mm. Every one of us is struggling with weakness. You know, yeah. you could have a block of chocolate and not be able to avoid eating it. That is just 
the daily um, chores that we have to live with, the cross that we bear in terms of getting better at the things that uh, sometimes are our weaknesses, and we need not just ourselves but those around us to help us through it rather than making it a source of conflict. All right, Nick. Yeah, I can hang on for another song. We'll come back and find, we'll tackle the third one. No worries. All right, I'll, I'll see if I can go find Harry now. Uh, Larry's all sorted. Uh, I'll, I'll, see if, I'll see if I can find Harry and sort out, sort out his admin stuff back after this. 98.5, this is Weekdays with Mike. Joining me on the line this morning is Nick Marvin from Marvin HR. We've been chatting about the three sources of conflict. Context we spoke about, weaknesses we spoke about. And the third one, uh, Nick, is uh, True North. Tell us more. Yeah, so we, we've talked about how when people do even do the right thing and we don't quite get the full context of it, we could have a sense, a conflict. Mm. And then, of course, there's a genuine human weakness uh, at play here. The third is a, is a bit more sinister, and, and this is uh, referring to Gary, because oh, we've talked Gary. about Larry and Harry. Gaza. But, but sometimes, you, sometimes you genuinely have someone who has not got the best of intentions, mm-hmm. and, and that is a lot harder. And in many ways, um, getting to the bottom of that and understanding that someone may just not have the best of intentions in how they work or behave on the team uh, is important to understand because then the, the the actions that we have facing us are far different than the first two. Mm. Um, and yeah. here you generally have people on teams that really are not aligned in values and say things like honesty or things like humility or things like hard work um, at the very basic level. Or you may have uh, someone a bit more sinister that you know could be could be prone to. Um, deception or fraud and things like that. And so it's more a matter of understanding, is this a context issue? Is this person genuinely going through a journey of overcoming their weaknesses? Or is this person just not have an aligned true north to the organisation? And I guess Gary could be quite uh, influential and quite disruptive, particularly if you think about a workplace or even a sporting team perspective. Oh, in, in any format. Um, again, our, our objective is never to jump to conclusions. Our objective is to work through with Gary, for example. Is it contact? Is it weakness? Do you understand that this this sense of um, dishonesty, for example, is not uh, quite what we practice around here? And then if there's an inability for Gary to change, then Gary must leave. Um, but I don't think um, we do have those conversations. You know, the number of times we get called into an organisation where uh, there is someone who's genuinely behaving badly, but no one's spoken to them. Yeah, right. No one's actually sat down and said, "Listen, Gary, the way you speak and or behave in front of the female staff around here is just not a good idea." Mm. They are very uncomfortable. No one said it to Gary, and then. Uh, and then we let it go and let it go and don't deal with it. And then one day someone from HR shows up and exits Gary, and that's the first time Gary hears about it. Yeah. Um, and I guess the message here is even though there may be a true north issue, there is an obligation to engage and have a conversation and say, this is not what we do around here. Mm. 
Communication is the key, which you mentioned at the start, Nick. Nick, really appreciate your time today. Great. We only just scratched the surface. I know we could have chatted a bit longer about the three sources of conflict, uh, context, weakness, and true north. And we obviously spoke about uh, Harry, good old Harry, Larry, and Gary. And Barry's feeling a little bit left out at the moment, but uh, maybe we could talk about Barry next time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, terrific, Mike, and God bless. Good on you, uh, Nick. That is, uh, my guest on the line today has been Nick Marvin from Marvin HR as we were chatting about the three sources of conflict. Uh, you are on 98.5. It's good to be with you on this Tuesday morning. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.